ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Well, the US has begun airdropping aid into Gaza. As the UN says, at least 10 children have starved to death in the besieged territory. Over the weekend, US military cargo planes parachuted in some 38,000 ready-made meals alongside the Jordanian Air Force as fewer trucks were allowed in on the ground. The operation comes days after more than 100 Palestinians were killed as Israeli forces opened fire around a convoy of aid trucks in northern Gaza. Dave Harden is a former US, uh, USAID mission director to the West Bank and Gaza and was a senior advisor to Barack Obama's uh, special uh, envoy to Middle East peace. Dave, welcome to RN Breakfast. Sally, thank you for having me and it's great to be here with Australia. Thank you. Um, Dave, the, the US has opted for high-altitude airdrops into Gaza just take us through, what does that mean for who gets access to and who controls the food? So to begin with, 38,000 ready-made meals dropped into southern Gaza equals about half of a truck. Uh, and we should be getting in 500 to 1,000 trucks every single day, given the humanitarian deficit that we have right here. So it, it's not really a consequential amount. Of course, for those that might get it, it means something. But overall, it's not going to blunt the humanitarian crisis at all. Uh, it's more symbolic in many respects. Now, the, the other point that you just made, which is a good one, is that the, Gaza is chaotic, it's uncontrolled, it's unsecured. And so, you know, high-altitude uh, airdrops of food – it's very unclear who who will end up getting it, who who controls it, who takes it. Um, it's not being coordinated on the ground with the UN or other aid agencies, and so likely it's the strongest, the best connected, the best network who are uh, getting the food. What do you think about that? I mean, I, I think that this is frankly embarrassing for the Biden administration to have to airdrop food into Gaza. I mean, we're very close allies with Israel. We've given them an enormous amount of security support in this war. Um, Airdrops of food is really the last thing that you ever do in a complex crisis. And it's usually the case where you're working in an adverse situation um, where, you know, where you have almost enemies that are kind of uh, kind of against you. And in this instance, Israelis control the air. They control all the access points from Israel into Gaza. Um, there's really not a lot of um, crossings that are open. Uh, the Israelis have the inspection capacity, but they're not really facilitating the movement of the food that is necessary. And in addition... I mean, it is insecure for sure. Uh, and so, you know, you need the UN and you need the ICRC and others to be able to really move that food into the areas that are most needed. What do you think would be the best way to go about this? I want to I put this in some perspective. So a very small US NGO called ANIRA uh, feeds 150,000 people every day. They provide 150,000 meals every day. The United States Air Force just airdropped 38,000. So Anira does four times 
the amount of food, and they truck it in. Uh, really what needs to happen is that all the crossings, including the shuttered crossings from the north to the south of Gaza, which is a very small space, but from, you know, up at the north is Erez, and there are some shuttered crossings, Karni and the Halos and Sufa, down to Karim Shalom, and then uh, there are actually two crossings on the Egyptian border. All of those need to be opened. The Israelis control the space. Um, it, it, it's It's kind of porous right now anyway, and so... It should not be a problem for the Israelis to move in, you know, to facilitate the movement of more aid from more directions faster so that all aid becomes, in a sense, less valuable, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, and people become less desperate and there's less chaos and less violence. Mm-hmm. In a lot of other humanitarian crises, I'm thinking of you know places in Africa, for example, there's a lot of work that happens on the ground beforehand. So families are registered, people have cards um, and that sort of thing. So to make it orderly and fair and for people to have confidence in the system that it will be fair, how important is that confidence and trust in the system? How much does that affect people's behaviour when they will know that they will get their share? Absolutely right. Absolutely right. First, usually um, it's the World Food Program that airdrops food Mm. Uh, and they they do it from their planes uh, and they drop it into U.N. controlled areas or U.N. um, facilitated areas Mm. and, and folks are registered and it goes to those who are the most needy. In this instance, we don't have any of that. Look, it, it's very possible that Hamas ends up controlling a lot of the food that's being airdropped. And if it's not Hamas, it, it very well could be armed gangs. Um, mm. And so we're very likely not meeting those who need the food the most. And in addition, it's an inconsequential amount. Mm. Observing uh, a number of airdrops in places like South Sudan, the the rule always was that women collect the food, always, always in those situations. In terms of distribution, would that be possible uh, in Gaza? And, and the reason that was obviously done was to try and make it fair and get food to families. Some of it would get taken off women as they were leaving the distribution point. Um, would any of that help with the distribution? I I have been involved in airdrops over South Sudan, and those are highly coordinated with the World Food Program, and they go into uh, essentially controlled displacement camps. Uh, And it's organized as to who gets the food, and the people that are in the displacement camps are are the most needy. Uh, And it's true. It goes to women and children, and particularly those that are um, malnourished. None of that is happening here. And when when we look at what we're airdropping in, I mean, we're airdropping in almost kind of American uh, ready-made mm. meals, which, I mean, of course, there's no pork in it, thank goodness. But mm. it, it just – it doesn't feel like it's connected culturally to, you know, who – who should be getting it in, in, in Gaza. And in addition, it's not in any way targeted to the most needy. And so so in many respects, I think that this is symbolic. Um, it's, it's kind of embarrassing and it uh, is a little bit weak. Uh, it kind of demonstrates a weakness uh, within the Biden administration that they can't leverage Netanyahu to do better. Dave Harden, really good to talk to you. Thanks for making some time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. 
Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.